Todd Narek Raw. Here's some tidbits that we had that we thought you might find enjoyable. This is before or after the show. There might be some more background noise than you typically hear. Extra conversations that would have been on the cutting room floor. Take them as they are. Here you go. Yeah, why do we call it unplugged? <laughs> like the old MTV acoustic version. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. I've got Eric with me today. We are finishing out the trifecta of true chips. Uh, we can get, we can get into cheesy poofs and such, perhaps at a different time. But the the final point in the triangle of the chip world is the corn chip, Fritos, etc. Eric, yes, your thoughts? Yeah, no, hey, you know, I, if you're gonna ask me, I mean, there's a, there's a special place for the corn chip. I don't think of it first though it's like not to for you say chips obviously my brain goes to like the natural like lays for some reason right, right. and then and then if i you know veer off a little bit then it goes to the nacho like the corn chips are way down the line though you know like it's it's a b and then it seems like they're way 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 down there um so c's not hanging out so so close so but i do appreciate uh, a corn chip what, what's your thoughts in general you're the one that kind of even brought corn chips up into my brain uh, I, I actually enjoy corn chips quite a bit. I mean, I guess it depends. Your standard corn chips, your standard Fritos, I would tend to agree with you. They, they, they kind of fall behind in the standings considerably. But you throw some barbecue on those bad boys, and they mm. rock it to the, the front of the pack. Quite possibly my favorite chip type is, is the barbecue Frito. Um, yeah, that's not they bad. Don't, yeah, they don't make the old school just straight up barbecue ones anymore. Now they do those twists that are honey barbecue, which are good, which are still pretty good. They're still, you know, definitely top five chip. But back in the day when they had them, they were just the regular Fritos. They had had barbecue flavor to them. There's just there's there was a portion of my youth uh, when I would let's face it, be grounded and stuck in my room and have nothing to do but but read. And for a long stretch there, it was me, a book of science fiction short stories, and a bag of barbecue Fritos. And that was just the jam. And uh, they just hold a special place in my heart. So Yeah. No, I, I get you. And I'm trying to think what kind of flavor, because you're right, they, they turn them into like these twisty things. Which yeah. are really, they really do pack the punch, though, in those. For whatever Ooh. reason, I think they keep the... Like the the flavoring in there. Well, there's more there's more surface area for the the powder to get in there for you. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's the case. So I was, you know, I'm perfectly fine with it. I feel like they have. I don't think it's just barbecue. I feel like they have like some other some other seasoning ones. I think they've got some sort of jalapeno thing that I don't do because I don't do jalapeno. But I I know they've got a jalapeno meal. Yeah, no. No, in general though, the the corn chips are are fine. I'm trying to think if there's any other. uh, I mean, does Frito Lay pretty much owned the market there. That and the generics. I mean, is there any other? You know? I you know I don't I don't know that there are. It's 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 the actual Fritos, and then like the various store store brought store store brand deals. And there's your standard Fritos. There's the twisty ones, and they also have the scoops, which are good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, and we'll I talk like, about scoops a little later. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll we'll come back to them. They they're they're a special special category for sure. Correct. And by now, everyone, you realize that uh, Chip Talk is over and we're moving on to the next segment. I mean, um, it's it's the third episode of Chip Talk. If you haven't caught on to the pattern by now, you know, hi, welcome to the Toddcast. That's it. Gonna, we are now going to pivot 180 degrees to fantasy football. That's it, because we Hit have it, some Eric. talking. 
That's what, it. Because what do we got? <laughs> we got less than a couple days uh, before the big draft. So we've That's talked right. about that. We've talked about the draft. We've talked about how the, the, the essentially the history. Uh, and right. now we're just talking about, we kind of briefly talked that, you know, it's going to be 50% chance to win. You, uh, when you come away with your draft, most people like their team. You know, for the most part, you look at it and you say, all right, I think it's a good balance of, I got some really strong players here, and then I get a couple that are would be deemed sleepers. You'll hear that term a lot, sleeper, meaning like nobody else knows about them. Uh, they think that you're going to, you know, you're like, it's your hidden gem. Okay. So, so, so what will happen? I mean, in this case, Todd, we probably won't have sleepers this year because you have to do a little bit of research to kind of be like, all right, I think this guy's going to have a breakout season. And you do some math and you kind of see somebody maybe that came on last year. Um, that's usually once you played a couple years, you can see the trends. Since we didn't play last year, we weren't like engulfed in it. So we might not end up getting a lot of sleepers. Does that well, I guess sense? that's it does. And I guess that kind of and maybe you're going to get to this like somebody who not only didn't play last year, but essentially has never played Never played. What what is it that can be done? Is there anything that can be done? for me to prepare for any of this uh yes i mean the, there are definite ways to prepare and i guess you do most of your preparation for the draft and that would be uh you know honestly what i do is i am a podcaster so i found a couple select podcasts that i listen to that okay. i then they they do any and everything they basically figure out how to talk about players they look at some of them look at game film and actually look at real talent saying hey this talent's going to be good so if we know this person is ex excels at football they should excel at fantasy some people are number crunchers and they look at situations and they look at uh, opportunities and they're like well this guy has a good quarterback and he's fast blah 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 uh, so you kind of can listen to podcasters and then slowly you'll start learning names um, okay but that that's almost that honestly, if you listen to a podcast throughout the season, it does really well because you okay. have time to to kind of put names to the teams and the players and so forth. Uh, it, it's almost too quick. There's not enough prep. There's, we don't have enough time to do that right now. We would okay. have had to start that a long time ago. So right. essentially what you're going to do is you're going to go on like an ESPN or probably like a CBS Sports, and you'll probably just read, you know, some articles of the top 10 quarterbacks or – Honestly, in my case, I'm honestly just going to print out a sheet. There's the there's the top 300 sheet, which yeah, you'd mention something like that. Is that sufficient? Like if I just like here's a here's a ranking of a whole bunch of that's people. That's what we're doing. When my yep. turn in the draft comes up, just grab from the top of the list as high up as you can go. Is that yep. kind of how that should go for me? Because yeah, just, kind of yeah. You know, and we talked a little bit about how you know there's there's um, supply and demand, so. As it goes, you don't have to just pick off the top of the list because if you have a list and and normally what I would do is I would have a master list. I'd print I'd kind of create a little binder. I'd have okay. a master list of like the top 300 players. And okay. so all the players that should be drafted by someone and in an in, in order in which people feel that they are valued. OK, so it might be like, hey, uh, five quarterbacks, five running backs, five wide receivers, all thrown in the top 15 in different areas. Well, okay. what you're going to realize is as you go, the next best on the board might be a quarterback, but let's say you already picked two quarterbacks. Well, you don't need him now, so you need to go, right. go down. So right. it is a matter of when you're drafting your team, you have to look at the sparsity of it all, and you have to look. So a lot of times I'll have a sheet for each position, and I, we just kind of get highlighters, and you go down the line, and you highlight when somebody drafts them. So you can look at your sheet, and you can say, all right, hey, I see a ton of wide receivers already gone. You know, I better get right. a wide receiver now. So, 
I, I think in this point of the game, you being brand new and me being away from it for a couple of years, I don't know every name. I, you know, I'm honestly going to use the experts that created these sheets and they do their whole thing of like, all right, in their ranking is basically the upside of a player. Hey, this player could be really good or the downside of they get injured every year. And that all goes into their ranking system. Okay. So in my opinion, that's where you would kind of prep. So your prep really is understanding supply and demand, okay. uh, you know, understanding what positions are and how they score. You know, so that way it helps you determine if you should rank, you know, a tight end, for instance, you know, they're not going to be your best player. So you don't draft them super high, except for in this case, there's like one tight end that outscores everyone else, you know, by like 10, 20 points per game. So you'll see some people say, well, he's the best. Let me see. I'll grab him and I'll have a position advantage over everyone else for the entire okay. season. Okay. Um, but for the most part, you can go down the list and figure out. Um, and this will be your personal strategy. This will be an off off uh, line uh, chip talk. So that way there'll be no, you know, <laughs> somebody saying I'm going to snipe Todd's people, you know. Right, right, right. Um, but it, for preparation over one year, over a couple weeks, you'll get it. And over one year, you'll have the ability to actually strategize for a draft, which is okay. really, really fun when that becomes the case, because that's that's when you're like, all right, this guy right here. You know, was really good last year at the very end of the year. Nobody really sees him. I might try to get him, and he might be my breakout star. But gotcha. I don't have Todd. I don't have a single person on my list that I'm like, all right, this is who I think is going to break out. I don't even know. <laughs> you know and we're yeah. and we're a couple days in, you know, away from the draft. Well, well yeah. I mean, it's and I kind of figured with me being brand new and completely ignorant, it was going to be something of a crapshoot. Just like try and get some guidance as to what's best. And, you know, you, you, you seem to enjoy relating the fantasy football to D and D. And I, and I figure it's kind of like that person who's coming to the table to play some D and D who's never played before and is not even necessarily real familiar with fantasy tropes of any sort. You have sure. no idea what you're doing. Basically, you know, we're going to do everything shy of just giving you a pre-generated character. <laughs> like we're going to have to walk you through all that. And kind of like you said, next year, if I'm participating, I'll know what's going on. Much like once you've run a campaign playing D&D, when you go to make your next character, you're like, oh, I should have put points in this. I should have, you know, gotten this gear instead. Like you can kind of know what you're doing a little better and it'll yep. play a little nicer. This is, and, this is the newbie break in year. Absolutely. And there'll be, you know, the good thing is, and for our league especially, there's a whole bunch of people that's been away from it for a while. You know, myself and Benline have not played for two years. Now, Benline will be naturally good. He's just more in tune, and he will take the time to do more. Uh, right. And I believe a couple others have stepped away, and this is their re their reemergence back into A-League. So I don't know at what level people have been involved. Uh, but, like I said, the draft is one thing, and I don't know how this necessarily relates with D&D, &D, but if you're playing, you know, for the fourth time, you're you're getting more, and you're able to make decisions based off of, you know, the scenarios. Oh, yeah. Well, we have 17 weeks. Um, so once you draft your team, and this is kind of where roster management comes to play, and okay. your team is, a lot of times by the end of the year, your team is not the team you drafted. Okay. Um, so on a week-to-week -week basis, you will have, you know, uh, let's just say 25 people on your team. We have a very deep roster, they call it, you know. So you'll have 25 people on your team, and let's say 11 of them start each week, and then you plug in your positions, okay? okay. 
So out of these players, the reason you have a huge, the reason we have a bench is because players get hurt in real life. Players have they each team has a bye week, for instance, like there's a week where the entire team is off. So you have to plug somebody in that lineup. So each week you have to either have players on your bench or you have to go out there and get players. So in the NFL, I mean, I think each roster is like 55 people. You know, there's 55 players. Yeah, there's Uh, not a small number of people on half of. Yeah. 32 teams, you know, half of those people are going to be skill positions, blah, blah, blah. So there is what we call the waiver wire, okay, or free okay. agency, whatever you want to deem them as. So there is a list of players that's not on no one's team. Okay. Okay. And it's over. It, it, they just, they're all over there and they still score points just for your, like, look, it's like stock you don't already, you haven't purchased. You, you see it and you're like, hmm, I might want to buy this. So a lot of times you'll look at these players saying, hey, is there someone over there that is better than someone on my team? Or is there okay. someone over there that I need? So okay. that is the waiver wire. And you would say, oh, you can just go pick them up. Mm-mm. It is a bidding system. And this is where it kind of gets kind of fun. So what happens is, um, essentially, if there's a player that goes off and you're like, I want that person, it's not first come, first serve in our league. Used to be, but then basically Ben Line and myself got everybody because we were just like <laughs> living on the computer and it was unfair. Okay. So instead there is a, you get a $200 budget in fake money in okay. which you can go and you can bid on a player. So you're, let's say your quarterback gets hurt and his back, your the backups over on the waiver wire. You okay. could go in there and say, Hey, I need this guy so bad. I'm going to blow my $200 budget and no one else will beat that. You know, or you could say, I'm going to try to get this guy. I'm going to put $5 on, but somebody else put $6 on. They beat you and they get the person off the waivers. So it is essentially an auction where if you need a new player that's not on your team, you have a chance to get them. And it just determines how you, how much you want them, how bad you want them, how much money you want to spend on them. Okay. So that's $200 is like for the season. I assume that's uh-huh. not like a yep. per week situation. Okay. Yeah, $200 for the season. So you have to just budget out what. You know, and, and the thing is, you can put $0 on it. You can okay. say, I just want dibs on this guy. So if nobody else puts any money on him, you get him. So you don't have to so spend this, money. So does this happen up front or does this happen like, we, is this just like a pool week to week. that slowly depletes week to week? Week to week. Because okay. what happens is, well, what, what you have to release someone. You only have 25 spots. So if you give a guy on your team that's uh, for the okay. year, you drop him off of your team. He's now on the waiver wire. And you pick up the other guy. So it never ends like that. When you drop, somebody goes over. So what happens a lot of times is if you have people that, you know, like to shuffle their teams around, you can always look at the waiver wire and see if there's somebody out there that makes your team better. And in okay. many cases, there's always five, ten players that aren't drafted, that explode, that you okay. go get. There's always five to ten players on your team that gets hurt. You know, it's just that you have to go get new players. So a lot of times active management, if you just manage your roster and you look to make sure that you have the best possible roster available to you, you will have a huge advantage over those that set it and forget it. They say, you know, they set lineups and they don't care. Um, The so that is one part of the weekly game. So and it's really easy. You basically say on Monday morning or Sunday or probably Monday night. Uh, you go in there and you see if there's anybody in the waivers that you want, you put a bid in. And I think it runs like Tuesday afternoon or something like that. 
So, so here, yeah. So here's my question again. Mm-hmm. I know Sunday is a big football day, and I feel like there used to be there at least used to be Monday night. And there I feel is. like there might be some sort of Thursday situation. Like I believe what what like when you're trading or or getting off the 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 waiver list or whatever. Like when do you like lock in your shenanigans for the week? Like what day? What day? What like how does that work? Okay, so you can lo- you can alter your roster, your lineup. So your lineup is what you're going to submit each week. So your roster, you can move it around, and there'll be specific dates for waivers. Like waivers will start at game time on, like, Sunday, you know, at 1 o'clock when the first game plays or whatever, and then it'll okay. lock, and it'll run on a certain time. So, I mean, you could put all your picks in up until that time it runs, okay? And then it, then it cycles over to the next week. Um, there are for your submitting of your lineup it's just a matter of if you got a guy that plays on thursday night and you want him in your lineup you got to get him in your lineup before thursday night everybody well, else I guess, that didn't well, play can get well, shuffled guess, around well i guess that's why that's my question like okay let's say saturday night i have here's my lineup mm-hmm. and then games play on sunday and then but there's there's one there's a couple guys i've got that aren't playing until thursday but i've Let's just say wide receivers. Let's say I've got sure. four four wide receivers, right? Mm-hmm. I've got I've got two of them on the roster that play Sunday, and I've got two of them that are going to play on Thursday. Like Monday morning, I can swap those out and kind of double dip on the wide receivers for that week. Is that how that works? No. Once once they play, they're in your line. Once they play, you're not allowed to touch them. Okay. So so if they haven't played, then yes, you could swap them out. You know, there's a lot of times going in, and typically it goes from Thursday to Monday. Okay. So Thursday so, is the actual first game. So by Thursday, if you have anybody playing on Thursday, you have to get them in your lineup if you want them to play. Okay. And once and they're they, in the starting lineup and they play, you cannot take them out. That is your points. Okay. So okay, so, so here's here's another question. Um, same scenario with the the bountiful number of, of wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Can you – D- does everybody go in and out on a one for like if you if you want to add a wide receiver you have to take a wide receiver out or it's like okay no. I s- s- screw the quarterback I'm going crazy I feel like these wide receivers are going to go you know batshit crazy I'm going to take them out and throw some other guys in yeah my other wide receivers played and I can't drop them you're right like it's so, just a man for man doesn't matter position you have a no people, yes and no end of yes list. And no no no, no, no. Okay. that was the case everybody would start all quarterbacks so there are, there are <laughs> minimums and this is this is very league dependent okay, okay. so, so it, it, the scoring is different in each league i will give you a base overview of ours we are called a super flex league okay Ooh. so what a super flex is in nor so we have minimum that you have to start you have to start one quarterback two okay. running backs two wide receivers a tight end and then we have individual defensive players which We'll talk about that another time. That's really okay. not super big. But and then we have what we call flex spots, which the flex spots can be anyone. OK. All right. So if I could tell you that on a weekly basis, the worst quarterback will outscore your best running back. OK. Essentially, what I'm saying is you start two quarterbacks every every week. <laughs> OK. But if you if let's say, for instance, you're in a pinch and you don't have two quarterbacks because they're on by or hurt or this or that, you can start your next available player, meaning it could be okay. a running back. So. You can flex things out, and your scenario has happened where, like, all right, I'm down X amount of points, um, and I just need to really go balls to the wall. And 
wide receivers notoriously can score a crap ton of points if they blow up where a running back, you know, takes a lot more time, this, that, and so right. forth. So you could be like, hey, I think I need to go with this huge risk because there's potential to win. And you can flop people out and so forth. So you're not okay. stuck. Uh, so you do that does happen. Not a lot of the times you kind of go into the week knowing who you're going to start. A lot of times you're going to start the best players on your team. And there are some scenarios where typically it's a matter of there's three or four players. You're like, I don't know this guy or this guy, you know, and you'll make <laughs> right. those judgment calls. But for the, the most of your lineup, you know who you're going to start because they're just your top performing players. So it doesn't really take a lot of effort. It's usually about two or three people. You kind of have to actually say, hmm, who would I? And then you can look it up online as the experts. Who do you think better? You could look at their weekly ranks and stuff like that to see who they think's better for the, you know, the matchup or trends and so forth. So that is your waiver wire. And that's one way you manage your roster. Okay. This is this is somewhat unique to our league because not everyone does this, but there is also IR positions. So injured reserve. If your player okay. gets injured, you can put them on the injured reserve, and okay. that kind of frees up a roster spot. You don't have to drop them to the world, but they are on your team, but that doesn't take up your spot. So if my quarterback gets hurt, gets hurt and he's out for four weeks, I don't want to give him to the world because then I will lose him, you know, Right. I will put him in this IR spot and go pick somebody up off the waiver wire. So officially my team now has 26 people, but the quarterback cannot be put in the lineup because he is in right. this IR position. He's in so, limbo. Pretty much. So when your players get hurt, what you do is you put them in IR. And right. there are in the NFL gives you um, statuses. They'll basically say they're out um, or they're doubtful, you know, meaning they're <laughs> not likely to play. Okay. If they're in those two statuses, because there's also questionable and probable and this and that, um, if they're in doubtful or out, you put them on your IR. And the moment they come back in play, you have to get them off. You know, and, you so, have, and so since you effectively have 26 people, when they come off of would, IR, you need to pick somebody and send them back to the, the waiver. That's it. Bit. That's it. Okay. So how many of these game, how many of these slots do you have? Just I think we have as four. many people as get injured. Mm. <laughs> no, we used to, believe me, there's ways you can really work the system. We used to have unlimited, um, but it is four in fairness to try not to have people hoard. Because I will okay. tell you, even if it's my fifth string running back and he gets hurt, I'm going on IR and I'm picking somebody off of waivers. Oh, yeah. um, so that way somebody else doesn't have him. Like, I, right. you know, I want right. your player. No. If a player explodes, I want them to be on my team. So I will always maximize my roster. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Makes all the sense. So, the other yeah. thing that you can do is if you say... I don't like my team and I want other players. We have trades and trades can get complex and trades can get all fun and dandy. But at the end of the day, it's a matter of you have a player on your team. I like them. You, uh, I have a player on my team you, that you like. We trade. Simple as that. It's not that hard. <laughs> but uh, it, yeah. the, the scenarios here comes down to, all right, you have roster minimums, meaning like, you know, you have to have X amount of players on your team. You have to have a tight end. So I can't make a trade take your tight end and not give you a tight end back or you, you know, or you have to go get a tight end to get a valid roster. So you don't have to trade a quarterback for a quarterback. You can essentially, and most of the time, the best trades are, I am really bad at this one position and you have a whole bunch of guys that you're not even playing because you drafted well or did something. I will give you this guy. So that way I can upgrade this position. Okay. So, and a lot of times what will happen is you, you need to make it whole. So a lot of times you'll say, I will give you my fifth string quarterback for your second string quarterback. And I will give you my second string running back for my fifth string 
you know, um, running back, so forth. So, like, you just swap the positions to help. So, okay. Trades are so, fun. Yeah. Go ahead. I just, so it's, it's, when you're doing trades, it's, it's a one for one, right? Like, you might do two at a time, but it's, but you're not going to be like, I'm going to give you these two guys for one, your one guy who's really, you good. can, like, the, you, you, you can, but it's kind of fake. Like, the fact is, you still both need to have 25 people on your roster. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you, if I give up two, two people for one really good guy, I then need to go to the waiver bit to replenish up to 25. You're right. right? Yeah. And yeah. And a lot of times dude like is probably going to have to dump somebody because mm-hmm. he's now yep. over. So I yeah. guess that doesn't happen very often. Well, no, it, well, it does actually happen a lot because a lot of times you have to say, I'll give you two mediocre guys. So you have depth for your one really good guy or whatever. It's just how you want to okay. manage your team. Okay. Um, but the fact is at the end of the day, you still have to end up with 25. So a lot of times, instead of that whole, I have to go pick somebody up this and that you just find the worst person on your team and you trade it and you make it a little <laughs> easier there, you know? Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of how that would work. And that happens, and that was by far the trade talks and the building of your team week to week um, is by far the – was one of the most fun aspects of fantasy football. It's probably also what killed our leagues in the past. Um, <laughs> but the, the looking at other people's teams, looking at where you're weak and what you think you can do, and then figuring out how the player makes – how you can work out a deal. Because I would do three-way deals. Like I would, I mean, I'd be on that. I used to get on the phone and find out what players somebody else needs based off of like injuries or this or that. So let's say I, for instance, uh, someone's starting quarterback went out with an injury and somebody else has their backup. I would then negotiate and figure out who I want from each team, call the one person say, Hey, I think I can get you this guy. You give me this, this, and I'll make the trade with this. And I would negotiate all this. And essentially at the end of the day, you'd make, you barter these deals. And you would be able to, you know, get your team. And as you go, you know, as there's injuries and stuff like that, you can replenish by figuring out, you know, how well, you know, right. how, to, how to manipulate that. And that is, that's all your roster management aspect of like, hey, if my team is not good, you can make your team better. You just have to figure out how, you know, very gotcha. rarely do you just leave the draft with no value on your board, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that very seems rarely. not great. Yeah. Well, I mean, it can happen and has happened. You know, your if your first players get injured, like that's just, you know, bad luck. Right. Like if a guy gets injured, you don't, you know, but if they just, you know, they're not panning out or this or that, you can probably trade them to somebody else to find, you know, find somebody or get on the waiver wire. But that's kind of the other, you know, I would say that's 25% of your success. You know, your 50% is how well did you draft? 25 is how well do you manage your team? And then the 20 other 25% is, how well do you pick the people to play in your lineup? You know, at the end of the day, you're picking pe- you're picking players per week, which is a lot of peace to talk about. That was yes. a tongue twister. Um, so your goal is to say, all right, making the right decisions based off of the matchups and so forth. So if you're if you're if your third best quarterback is going against the worst team in the league that is notorious for giving up a ton of points and scoring. You might want to start that person over your second quarterback, you know, or if, uh, you know, if notoriously your running back has been trending downward, but he was your first pick and you see your third guy saying, hey, I think he might have a better opportunity here because this guy's just not performing or he's going to get benched or whatever. And you make those calls. That is what you play the game week to week. So that's what essentially will. You know, those calls right there will help you either win or lose. 
and then therefore will help you have a good season. And that's not that hard. You submit your lineup. We kind of talked about it earlier. You know, there's there's games on Thursdays. So if you have a Thursday night game, you have to decide if your players are going to play in that game. Then you have a right. slew of them on Sunday, and you usually have one on Monday, maybe two. Uh, uh, and, and that's it. So you have three days where you really pay attention. The Thursday night games, I believe, I, st- I believe they're still a thing. You know, they're always kind of a bane and a pain in the butt because sometimes you'll get players that aren't, you know, in real life. They just played on Sunday or Monday, and now they're playing on Thursday, so they're not as rested and so mm. forth. So they're kind of like trap games. But uh, needless to say, you submit your lineup at the end of the day on Monday mor- or Tuesday morning. You'll know if you won or lost, and it's off to the races for the next week. And you right. do that for 17 weeks, really like 14 weeks, and then the playoffs is determining how you, you know, how like you how far- – like, yeah, how far does this go? Is, it, is this just regular season or once you get into, like, playoffs and Super nope, Bowls? There's no, do you still, so, like, when do you stop with the points? When do you declare the winner? Okay, so now they added another week since I stopped watching. So there used, to be se- seven, <laughs> there used to be 17 weeks. Now there's 18, but it doesn't really make a difference. I think we just moved everything back one. So what happens okay. is um, we, our playoff system, we do, uh, we do six teams. And so the way we do that is the top two teams with the best records, they get buys. They get uh, first round buys. Okay. Okay. So it goes from, I think, week one to 14. And then you take the top six teams and then you would basically have uh, teams three through six. So three would play six, four would play five. Okay. In week 15 of the real league. Okay. Then in week 16, you have the winners place those in the team, the, the buys. Week 17, you have the championship game. We In real life football, we do not touch the playoffs because in real life, remember, in real life fantasy, you know, we need all the players, all the teams to be playing. Right. In real in real pl- pl- playoff football, you only get six teams or from each you know division playing and so forth. So okay. so we do not touch. So this runs until what? Uh, shoot, I think the playoffs start maybe February or so forth. So we're probably like, our games are pretty much done like in the January, February range. So okay. it runs from, I think the first game is next, is like the first week of September, you know. So we'll draft our teams, we'll get them in there. You'll be able to name your team, do whatever do whatever you want with it, make trades if you need be. If there's players on the waiver that you like better, do all that. You submit your lineup for the first game. You do that, everybody does that until week 14 at minimum, which might be 15 this year just because they moved that extra week. So I'd have to check with the, with the schedule, but it's all the same there. And then essentially the winner will get the payout, which is this league. And, and most, and what makes it fun is everybody puts, you know, a hundred bucks in, and then the way we had it set, set up before, it'll probably be that is the winner gets 70% of the pot. The second place gets 20 and the third place, I think gets 10. Okay. So, and then unfortunately, the way fantasy football works is in that championship game, you might have been the best team and so forth. But if you just, it's a kind of a crap shoot because it's a one week playoff, right? right? So a lot of times there'll be a handshake agreement with the first and the second and say, we'll split the 90%. <laughs> so that way it doesn't really matter yeah. who wins. We all just yeah. kind of earned our, our keep. So, yeah, that's um, fair. and that's, and that is, that's essentially the season. And that's fantasy football in a three, three part chip episode. What questions do you have that you don't think we addressed? Um, so I know there's a bunch of games on Sunday. 
mm-hmm. and then there's Monday and Thursday. Is it like there are two teams that play each other on Monday night and two teams yep. that play each other on Thursday and everybody else did, gets their stuff done on Sunday or they're multi? Okay. That's it. Okay. And there's usually about four four teams that are off to the bye weeks. And they, they start like week six and go to like week 10. So there's by during that time, all 32 teams have one week where they don't play at all. So okay. there will always be. So when you draft your teams, you look at it. And a lot of times you'll say, I don't want my two quarterbacks to have the exact same bye week. But at the end of the day, I stopped paying attention to that because by the time you get to a week 10 bye week, that quarterback might not even be on your team. You know, right. Right. So I just worry about it. So I've seen people like drop like 10 spots to draft the next quarterback because they're like, yeah, I don't want this guy to be on the same bye week. I'm like, no, just pick the best available person, you yeah. know. But yeah, the Fair Thursday enough. night and the so the Thursday night games and the Sunday and the Monday night games, because most games are played at one and four. So the West Coast teams typically play at four. The, okay. uh, so every, essentially in real life, everybody plays a game at one o'clock, except for. Thursday nights typically happen like at eight o'clock Sunday nights is eight o'clock and Monday nights is like eight o'clock. And those are satellite games in which the entire nation has the ability to watch. So those are the ones that you typically get to do your best trash talking with because a lot of the times you'll have a player in a game in some way, our rosters are big enough. And even if you don't have a player, then your opponent might have a player. So you have a reason to watch a game and to cheer for something. You know, or cheer against someone. Absolutely. <laughs> As the case exactly. may be. Okay. Yes. So this is where the best opportunity is. If you're just lounging around, it is good passive entertainment where you can grab your phone <laughs> and you can kind of watch the game, but really do whatever the hell else you want. And right. you can just trash talk. So if you have a player, let's say every time my wide receiver catches the ball and I'm going against the guy and every time he catches it, I know it's a point and I'm just rubbing that in. You know, uh, to the, the other person. <laughs> and Monday do. night games are the best because all your players are pretty much scored. You will have many conversations. And Monday morning, I will talk to somebody and I'll say, hey, I need 25 points tonight. And I got three players. Do you think I can do it? Uh, you know, and <laughs> and that's how it works. Or you'll say we got it's head to head. I'm down 10 points and we both have one person playing. But my guy's better than his. Can it happen? And that is kind of like the fourth quarter of fantasy football where you watch it and you're just like, this is where we're, you know, this is where all the energy and the, uh, you know, the anxiety comes in. And once you get to the playoffs and if you're playing for money and this stuff happens, oh, that's how the stories are made. <laughs> so what you're saying is, is I'm going to need to move my Monday night D&D night to a different night. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might. Hey, I don't know how detailed you get, but I would say if you're if you're gonna pick a game now, granted, halftime you don't make it make it to Monday Night Football because it is it's late by the time they're done playing. It's like 11:30, and I'm like I'm out. Uh, but <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, uh, you know, there are some Monday Night, you know, games that are worth worth isolating and watching. So I don't know if you need to do that so much, but I'm sure there'll be games. Maybe the week that you're playing me. And we have players on Monday night. You might want to cancel it, so that way we well, can so do the extreme trash talking. Blown up, yeah, yeah. Kind of hard that's to kind of hard to be a dungeon master and manage, you know, a bunch of trash talk from your kid brother simultaneously. That's so that's it. So it'll be it'll be interesting. Cool, cool. I I'm I'm super looking forward to it, and the vat of fake cheddar cheese that I use the scoops for. Oh God, yes. Well the. So I don't know when it came about, but I mean, the genius of making the scoops were, I mean, whoever invented that deserves to really have a statue at Frito. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, before that, like, 
I kind of hacked it and learned that, hey, you should dip these Fritos into like a ranch or really, I mean, really anything. They kind of go well oh, with all dips, don't they? I mean, they do They do pretty well. I mean, I'll be honest. Prior to the, the, the invention of the scoop, I don't know that it ever crossed my mind to dip Fritos. Like Fritos yeah. are just a standalone chip that you know, I just mm-hmm. wouldn't think about it. And then they're like, oh, scoops, you can dip them into things. I'm like, oh. You can, and I guess by yeah, extension, yeah. I can dip the regular ones into things. They just don't hold as much, but hmm, this opens up a whole new arena. No, they, they right. should have a statue to that guy because yeah. not only did he innovate in the chip space, but he also made it so that, you know, you kind of double down and, you know, there's their scoops. They're hauling up a bunch of dip. You're going to sell more dip because it's being consumed more quickly. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of, I wonder kind of if they also move. make the dip. I'm assuming uh, they have a dip, the, a dip factory as well. The they fake, have to, the, right? The, the tin of fake cheddar cheese stuff that I get is from Frito. Like, it, it oh, goes yeah. hand in hand. Like, it's genius. It's 100%. Yeah, uh, the guy um, or gal who did that is genius, and we praise you. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's pretty, pretty, hot, pretty top notch there. Good, yeah, good but stuff. I think that I think that's next level. And then, uh, isn't there some type of dish? Uh, man, I feel like there's some type of special dish that they use Fritos for that become very prominent and... and um, through time it's almost like a it's almost like a taco pizza type style but it's mostly cream cheese and stuff and i know that is very prevalent i can't think of exactly where i've had it i i i know generally what you're talking about i don't know uh-huh. what it is exactly and i imagine yeah. there, you know i wasn't gonna say i imagine there are people screaming at their phones no. but i think at this no. point no one's really listening to us here no i mean we no. we we gave them the 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 rope of dope with the chips two up ep- you know for the previous yeah. two episodes I mean, I figure this this at this point, everyone who normally listens to us is like, yeah, I'm out. So, well, that's you know. why the subline of podcasting for one. Now, right. in this case, we are podcasting for Todd, as, as most people realize that this this was a series where the conversations were going to be had no matter what. So right. why not record it? Exactly. I mean, so at the end of the day, when you have friends and family that are like, hey, I'm getting into this chip action for the first time. What do I need to do? You direct them to the chip trilogy. That's right. Uh, and you say, just, just, you know, there are some swerves, but be aware. They're going to talk a lot about chips, and they'll also give you some information you might be interested in. But we That's don't right. talk about this, remember? We do not no. talk about no. chips uh, and anything about that. So but no. I, I feel like hush, we— hush. And if you don't have that many more chips. questions, yeah, if you don't have any more questions, then I feel like we've done a decent job. No, I figure most of my questions are going to come up during the course of events. What am I supposed to do now? Kind of yeah, thing. That's it. I think I think you've got me as prepped as as you're able to get, you know, this fantasy nerd who's never really intersected with football prepped. So, yeah. good job for you, Eric. Well, thank um, you. I will, you, you know, know, I'm going to put that on my resume. You should. You should. And, you know, once once uh once the season wraps, um you and I can take all of our masterful winnings from this. Um, mm-hmm. And dump it into getting you a bunch of uh, clickety clack math rocks, um, and we can do the same thing but in reverse and get you playing D and D. There think we go. I think it'll be awesome. And then, and we'll talk. We need about... to... <laughs> cakes, <laughs> pies. I don't know. We need to find uh, some sort we will... of snack item to to obscure that one with. That's it. We'll um... figure it out. So, guys, if you <laughs> see another trilogy coming your way, understand what's going on. You guys are the chosen one that understands. So be aware. But this was uh, this was definitely fun, Todd. Yes, good stuff. Thank you. Uh, thank you, listeners. Hope uh, your listener, as the case may be. Uh, <laughs> you, thank, hope you. Thanks, Todd. Thank, for thank me. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, good stuff. Uh, until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast Podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the Toddcast. Thank you.